Hi guys, I want to welcome you to today's episode of Spilling the Tea with Sabrina. I'm so ready to kick off today's episode. So grab your coffee, your water, your actual tea, White Claw, or my personal favorite, Loverboy. Whatever your drink of preference is, make sure you grab it because we are going to start spilling the tea right now. Hey guys, I want to welcome you back to this week's episode of Spilling the Tea with Sabrina. I hope everybody had a great weekend. It was a little bit hot where I was this past weekend, um, and also rainy. So we got the best of both worlds, right? Um, this week, we are going to be spilling the tea about the Bama Rush that is on Max. Um, I think it's called Max. Can't keep up with any, any other streams these days. Um, but yeah, I think it's on Max. And then my personal experience with rushing in a small uptown school in New York. Um, and also Greek life. So I hope that you guys are ready for my personal experience inside tea, inside scoop, and what I thought about by Amarash. Okay, so first the documentary opens up with a background of chanting from sororities. I'll be completely honest with you. Even though I was in a sorority, that chanting gave me anxiety. I had to mute the TV. It was just way, way too much for me to have to handle. Um, maybe some people that were in a sorority, they, they got it. Maybe they gave them chills. Maybe brought back memories for them. Mm, no, me, anxiety, too much. It sounded like a cult. And I don't know why people think that sororities are cults. It's because, you know, they all look the same. They There's a group of them, right? So it's usually like 30 girls all wearing the same thing, chanting their letters or chanting their house, house chant, whatever it is. So that's a lot. That's a lot for somebody on the outside to look into. But even from somebody on the inside looking on the inside, that's a lot for one person to watch. So gave me anxiety. Um, anyway, so the Bama Rush is about a documentary um, about four girls that want to rush at the University of Alabama. So there's two incoming freshmen, and then there's two, um, I guess, freshmen that are going to rush their sophomore year. I knew that prior to this, like rushing at the University of Alabama was hardcore, hardcore, but I did not expect it to be like this, this hardcore. So the two girls that were coming in as freshmen, one was coming from the state of California, and one was coming from the state of Illinois. So very, very step, separate, step, very, very different states from the state of Alabama. So the two girls that, basically the two, the two incoming freshmen ultimately get biz and the other two girls, they ultimately drop out of Rush. But prior to rushing, you have to, there's like qualifications or requirements that you need to do before you can just start rushing, I guess. Didn't know this. Actually, I didn't know this, but you have to send in like a rush resume or a rush binder that includes like all your high, your, your high school programs, your achievement, your achievements. It's essentially like what you would send in to like a college for like your, like your um, application. Essentially, but they're also doing this to rush a sorority at the state of Alabama. So you're sending in recruitment letters, you're sending in a headshot of yourself, and you're sending in a video that introduces yourself and like why you're the best candidate and why you should 
get a rush like why you should rush their house not even to get a bed this doesn't mean that you're going to get a bed this just means that you're going to rush their house so everything is sent in to every sortie for reviewing and then i guess the girls that are rushing start selecting like their houses that they want to rush and then the sorority starts selecting the girls that they want to ultimately rush and then i guess there's like four rounds that go through this and your hope at the end of the rounds is that you get a bid and top one of the top tier houses selects you seems pretty easy <laughs> you would think but yeah so then they get their bids and i guess it's given out in an envelope called World Tide. I guess that's their bid day. So ultimately, the girls, I guess, I don't know, it looked like they like gathered on like the soccer field or something. I don't know, there's like gates involved, but like every girl that's rushing gets a manila folder. They open it all about the same time. And then, you know, girls are screaming, they're yelling, they're crying, but like happy tears. There's all types of emotion going on. And then the girls obviously accept their bids and then they run back to their sororities to greet, you know, their their family. Essentially, it's going to be your family for the next four years, especially if you're doing it as a freshman. I mean, it's the next, you know, whatever, three years, but like that's a lot of time. So like obviously you're running back to like meet your best friends and like that's like the end goal here. So sounds their rush process sounds extremely stressful to me if i had to submit a rush binder prior i don't think i would have made it i mean like i have some good stuff from high school but this one girl shelby that was um in this rush she had in her i guess rush binder i don't know i guess we'll call it a rush binder um she so she was adopted and she had created a nonprofit foster care where it was called fostering hope and it fosters kids like foster kids and foster families like it helps them excuse me how did you create that you're not even 17 girl girl like that's amazing but like how do you even orchestrate that and who wouldn't want that girl in that house? Like, are you kidding me? She would be freaking rocking philanthropy so quick. Okay, so let's compare it to a um, rushing in an upstate small school town where everybody knows everybody. So I'm just going to take one quick breath. Hold on one second. Okay, so pledging where I went to school. I can only speak about the college that I went to school can't speak about other schools because it's all different so you might be asking you know how do you how, how did you start rushing your sorority so basically where I went to school you have to be like axed out by the sorority you have to have one of the sisters um have like your phone number or your aim you know we used aim at this time your aim screen aim, whatever it was but you had to be invited out you couldn't just start going out with them and like show up at a function you just had to you could meet them out like at a party or like in a fraternity basement like that would be fine but they ultimately had to like ask you out so or an axed out then and asking out could be like going to get lunch or getting dinner or 
you know, we're having a function with X, Y, and Z attorney on Friday. Like, do you want to come? Or we're having a really cute rush event, whatever it is. Like, that's the time of the type of asking out that like you would want. So maybe you're wondering, how did I meet my sortie? I met my sortie through one of the girls, actually one of my friends that lived on my floor. She actually ended up pledging the same sorority, but a semester before me. So she had invited me out one night. <clears throat> she came into my room and she was like, um, hey, Sabrina, so like I'm going out with this sorority. Like, they're really, really cool. Like, do you want to come? And I was like, well, of course I do. But like, is that okay with them? Because like, you can't just invite like your friend out. Like, this is not how you want to start out you know in a small school you want to make sure that like at least like you're starting out of the bad foot so I was like is it, is it okay with them like if it's okay with them then like yeah sure like I'll give it a whirl because I knew going into college I wanted to join Greek life so I was like this is my foot in the door like let me just try getting my my, my face out there right so first night get picked up um I actually met my my big and my pledge mistress so big is essentially someone that takes you like under their wing they show you ins and outs of being a sorority um being a good member they're kind of like a role model for you somebody that you can look up to and can find in when things are like kind of going really really shitty like uh, pretty much one of your best friends and then a plush mistress or a in a sorority we called it plush mistress i some people call it something else um potential new member coordinator or something i don't know we didn't we just had simple names here and then sometimes fraternity was called them like pledge masters but this is somebody who is ahead of the current pledge class that's teaching them about the house teaching them the history the philanthropy you know all the reasons and you learn about the house that you joined so first night meet my big and my pledge mistress go back to their go back to the sorority house because at that time they were allowed to have part in the house so they were having some type of function whatever walk in the house get a tour of it which was massive obviously like from the outside it's like oh my god like this is a mansion but get a tour go to like the back bar room to like do something and there's my pm just chilling in the house bar room smoking a sink because at that time too it's like 2008 2007 we allowed smoking in the house like moving forward after that we didn't but she's standing by this old cigarette machine yes people people who grew up in the 70s maybe the 80s maybe the 90s too clearly they had them around in the early 2000s um old cigarette machine you basically put quarters in or a dollar you know like um paper money and put it in and then there's like this like almost like a foosball handle thing and then like you pick whatever you want it's like a vending machine it's essentially a vending machine for cigarettes this thing was full okay uh, <laughs> when i pledged it was gone so they made a decision <laughs> to get rid of it essentially um but yeah she's just chilling there smoking a cigarette hanging out with i don't even remember who was over at the time but just chilling like okay this is cool this is cool i could i could i could, I could totally i could do this Monday rolls around. This is like Saturday night, so Monday rolls around. I'm sitting in history class. Teacher does roll call. I hear my big's name, future big's name, being called out. I look over and she winks at me. I'm like, Are you? Don't 
this is weird. Don't wink. And I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, I can't get away from this girl. So then she came up to me at the end of class and was like, oh, you're so fun this weekend. Like, are you going to come out this this weekend? We're doing X, Y, and Z, like theme, blah, 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 whatever. All the details. I was like, yeah, like take my number. Like, or I, mean, I probably gave her a number prior, but I was like, text me. Like, I definitely will come out with you. Like, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Didn't have to submit a resume binder or like a rush binder. Didn't have any videos. Like, it was as easy as, hey, there's a house inviting me out. If they say yes, you want to come? Yes, absolutely. Like, <laughs> really easy. But for some girls at my school, it wasn't so easy. And maybe if you are going to college in the fall, or maybe you want to rush eventually at the college that you're going to, maybe it won't be so easy for you. But at my school, the weekend prior, um, well, first off, the Greeks help the freshmen move into their dorms. So that's great exposure right there that's like hey like you want to come out like this is it you know like this is what we're gonna do we're gonna have a couple of rush events like we're also going to be at the welcome back carnival so the welcome back carnival is geared towards freshmen essentially but everybody can go so there's different tables that are set up and like there could be like a fish like i got a fish one year um they have different tables there's like sand art one year they had build-a-bear like, it's just, again, they have different tables. Greek Life is there, different organizations. It's just a way for, like, people to get people involved. It's actually really, really nice. So two great things that they can do. And then the town itself has a welcome back weekend where the main street, because it's a very small, very small town. When I say main street, that was, like, where all bars were. And there was, like, two or three. And then, like, more, there's more food, I think, more food options, and there were bars. But, yeah, so, like, our little main street shut down. Tables are set up. The restaurants and the stores participate, and there's, like, games and, like, it's activities. And, like, pretty sure that was this one of those weekends I got my nose pierced, random back. But, yeah, like, you just do random stuff and, like, think about it. You're getting to, like, hang out with your friends, essentially. I know some people say that oh, you're paying for your friends, like, like, why would you want to do that? Well, like, sometimes in college, it's really, really difficult to make friends, like, especially if you're not on a sports team, where I went to school, music was very, very popular, if you're not in, like, the music program, and you're not in Greek life, you, like, you can make friends, but, like, I feel like it was very, very difficult, so essentially, you're hanging out with your friends on a welcome back weekend, doing tie-dye, doing sand art, getting nose pierced, getting tattoos, you name it, whatever you wanted, it was great. But, like, rushing experience so much easier. And then, like, there's just so many great avenues that I thought that the school set up for us to rush at the time when I was going to school. I can't speak about it now. I don't know. You know, things change. been out of school for, like, 10-plus years. I still want to say 11 or 12 years. So, like, things can definitely change, but greek life at my time they had a lot of exposure to rushing potential new members you know you could at those welcome back carnival or the welcome back weekend you there was like lists and you can put like first name last name phone number aim again but you were using aim so put your screen name <clears throat> so there's ways of like contacting you and like even if there was like a lot of girls on the list like you would as a house like i mean we we tried to invite everybody out we wanted to see everybody you know because we're we were a very unique group of people but we all worked it worked out together so okay 
So in the documentary, um, they ask one of the girls, so like, who, who determines the rankings for sororities? Great question. Based on her answer, she said fraternities. Um, I would have to second that, kind of, sort of. But like, I would like to think that we, like, meaning active members, have the most say <laughs> with who we want to give out a bid to. I mean, at the end of the day, any organization wants people to represent them in a positive, respectable, professional manner. So ultimately, you know, you're not just giving bids out left and right here. But looking back, honestly, some attorneys did have a say. And, you know, <laughs> they obviously want to party with, like, the best-looking house, right? I remember some of my guy friends in fraternities being like, especially if we had like a very good looking pledge class before, they'd be like, yo, Sabrina, your next pledge class gonna be as hot as the last one? I'm like, I don't, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you, couldn't tell you. We're gonna have to judge the incoming freshman. Um, but yeah, I mean, I also had somebody in the fraternity tell me that they took a house vote that they would have rather had a cleaning session, meaning they wanted to clean their entire fraternity house over having a function with one of the sororities. Um, so yeah, I'd say, I would say <laughs> looks might have something to do with it, might might be, um, to some degree. And again, you wanna have like a house that's like fun, but also like, yeah, pretty girls, fun girls, like people who are social, like just an all around good, type of a house like again like respectable I mean they're okay anyway so um oh also so if you hear me call them functions some schools uh might call them like mixers or socials it's essentially a party with another house um usually it's could be like with a sorority or sorority but usually it's with like a sorority in a, in a fraternity because you're basically trying to like intermingle houses like get your houses on good terms like because you're in, in a, you're in a community and at the end of the day you want to have each other's backs right like one house goes down you all go down type of thing but like you want to have these functions and like get social with like uh, i mean these people could turn to your best friends so usually they're their functions some people had three ways um which could be like three sororities. It's never usually like three attorneys. I feel like that that's just like a lot of testosterone going on. So it's usually like a attorney and like two sororities or like two attorneys, like one sorority. Like there's gotta be a sorority in the mix just to like level out. Cause then it's like too much going on. But some sororities are like three ways with each other, which was cool. Um, one time my house did a four way for Halloween at one of the, bar at one of the bars. Um, that's a lot of, that's a lot of people. Yeah, we went to a small school, but like we also had, in the town that we went to, we had like a engineer school, like literally across the river. So like we would intermingle with like their houses. So it was like, I don't even remember who's there. I had strep, couldn't go, but from the pics and the stories, it sounded fun. <laughs> so I mean two ways functions rather three ways four ways I've never heard anything I've maybe heard six ways but like that you'd have to like that's a lot of people like that's a lot of people anyway so functions really um, obviously theme functions were a lot of fun 
always a lot of fun. Fraternities got involved with that. So um, what I found really, really interesting in the Bama Rush was that national sororities are not allowed to drink in their letters, but fraternity, uh, national fraternities could. So at my college, we had one national sorority chapter and everything else was local. Um, and I remember being at a party, like at a fraternity's basement and like, obviously the guys that were lived in the house or were in the house wore their letters. We had our letters on and then like some other people had their letters on, but they didn't. And I remember going up to one of my friends in, one of, in that sorority and I was like, hey um just i'm just asking like why how come you guys aren't wearing letters and she's like we're not allowed to drink in our letters and i was like i can understand that because after a while well she said that they're not allowed to drink in their letters outside of their house which makes a lot of sense like liability like after after some time we also decided to like ban letters at the bar just because again liability there's so many bar fights happening not so much with like my sorority but with other houses and like just being intoxicated in your letters on main street is not a good look for you on your organization especially because greek life where i went to school we participated in a lot of community projects there was like town cleanups that people did um there's a lot of campus events like relay for life like things like again small school like people saw your face people people saw your letters if people saw you in a fight it just wasn't good so like we made up a rule that like if you're going to the bar you have to remove your letters unless you were wearing like your rain jacket which was fine because i'm like most one of the you know the only bar that you could really get into if you're well there was like coat checks wherever you could go so like and you'd be a real dick if you stole someone letters i had my letters stolen once at the bar yeah so whoever took them I, I hope I, I had to get a, I had to get another jack. Let's just say that and those things are like th- anyway. So yeah, um, can't drink in there. Uh, they can't do they can't drink in the letter. So yeah, we decided to ban that because it obviously a lot of the attorneys were getting to bar fights. So like guys, just remove your letters real quick. Like don't put on your hoodie. Don't wear your jack to the bar. You know, I don't care really if you're going to hot tamales or you're just going to Little Italy. We very well know that you're making your way back streets or Casba, because Casba's on the way. I don't even know, think Casba's there anymore. You're making your way there one way or another. So just don't even say you're going and get that taco or you're getting that pizza slice because you're making your way to the bar. So just remove your letters for our safety, everyone else's safety, and the community as a whole. <laughs> Alright guys, let's move back to the, so after you've rushed pretty much, usually a house, sometimes people rush one or two houses, but I decided to just rush one house. So after you have decided to, you know, keep getting invited out and you have grades because there were certain requirements for you to pledge, if you had grades, you could sign up for formal rush. So I guess like our formal rush would be like, equivalent to like I guess the university and it's Alabama's formulash but like without all the pre-shit anyway so our formulash has three rounds or I guess it's like three weeks of rush and then the fourth week you would you could 
potentially get a big a bid. Never assume that you would get one because you never know what could happen. A lot could happen between the last round of rush to when you get your you know when you could potentially get your bid. So just never assume that you're going to get one. But three weeks of rush, fourth week is essentially midnight. Um. Okay, so first week, sorry guys, it's been some time since I've been out of college, so I'm just trying to think over here. So also, again, like the risk of change, don't know what it's like now, but when I was back in 20, 20, 2007, back in my time, so the first week of Rush was open house. So, oh, so from Rush, you signed up, like in the, in a sorority council table, in the union, put your name on the list. Because you have, I guess it had to be documented. So many rules, so many rules, regulations. So put your name on a list, then that, then like you have to go to open house for every house and then you have to sign like their book to prove that like you signed up for Rush and like you're going through it. I don't know. I don't really, I don't even know the method to the madness. If somebody could explain that to me, maybe. But yeah, anyway, so sign a book, whatever. Then you go to open house. And this was actually really freaking cool. So if your house was recognized, meaning you were allowed to pledge for that semester, you're on the open house list. So again, I love this because even though I had my heart set on one house, you got to tour every single sorority that was participating in Formal Rush. It's like even houses I never like rushed or like stepped foot in, I got to go on tour. So this is amazing. This is so cool. So like some of those houses were really, really pretty. They had two staircases in a lot of them. Um, just really, really massive, massive mansions. Obviously, not as big as the University of Alabama. I mean, those schools are just those those houses hold like seventy people, if not more. Like our house, I think hold we pushed it to the max. I think to, I don't even know how many, but we had like fifteen rooms. I think maybe eleven, and just absolutely massive but really really cool to like get a tour of houses that like you wouldn't necessarily have like rushed before so uh there's actually one house that didn't get to participate when I was rushing um and then after they ended up on a, uh, unfortunately selling the house to a, another Greek life house gotta take a tour of that and that house absolutely beautiful really really cool the whole setup it's like a mirror image really really cool so um anyway that house is really really cool so then first week open house second week is interest party essentially this is the um the week that you go to the, the house that you're most interested in so again if you're only interested in one house you just go to that time slot that house sign the book move on if you're interested in more then you go to as many houses that you're potentially interested in Third week is what we would call final tea. So you needed to be invited back to this. Again, never assume that you're going to get a bid, especially if you don't get uh, an invite to final tea. But if you kind of get an invite to final tea, it's kind of like your hint towards getting a bid. Like, But again, never assume because a lot of things could happen between final tea and bin day, which is usually three to four days depending on when your house had their final tea and like once you know final tea ends um and they shut the door and you walk out of their house it's called silencing so a lot could happen between that 
final cheat day and then like your bid day also could you imagine if like okay so after that you have silencing could you imagine if you have just done like all this all this participating and rush like getting your list ready getting your pledge class ready like doing all that and then something happens and then you can't pledge like you're doing all that work and then up you can't nope you break one rush rule and the school is like you're done so yeah make sure that you're signing those books but yeah so you went through silencing which is where you can't speak to anybody in the house that you potentially are preferencing or that you got in back to invited to final chief for so for me it was a little tricky i was living in a suite with five other people so it was sweet three rooms in each room had two people so my roommate my legit roommate in the suite she was already in the sorority so you're probably wondering oh, how that worked out there were certain rules like that was allowed but like at the same time like she really wasn't around and like i really wasn't around because it was just awkward so we kind of obeyed that rule but Okay, so the day before midnight is Friday, so you have to, it's called preferencing, which is where you basically preference what house that you ultimately want to pledge. So I'm sitting in my suite, chilling, and my roommate, who was already in the sorority, right, she goes, she must have gotten a text from somebody in the sorority, and she was like, it must have said, like, Sabrina didn't preference yet, and she has 15 minutes to do so. Otherwise, she can't rush for a full year. Again, another rule. So she comes up to me. She's like, uh, did you did you preference? And I was like, oh, my God, no. Oh, God. She's like, you need to run now to the union. Otherwise, you know the rules. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. Book it to the union. Out of breath. Get upstairs. Because, like, not only did you have to get to the union, where you had a preference was, like, upstairs. Out of breath. Get there don't know what to do because obviously never rushed before and it has like on the piece of paper it has like three lines and I didn't realize that you had a preference three houses so I look up at the girl who is actually in the sorority that I was going to end up pledging and I was like I was like three she goes she whispers because she gets silencing she goes just put us down three times and then she gave me another wink I was like, what the fuck is with these winks? So then, fine, I'm like, put it down three times, walk out. As I'm walking out, again, guys, remember, it's silencing. I got to, I have to really, really push this into your head. I see another sister call her name in the union, try and say hello, forgetting it's silencing, right? Because, like, I just preference, so I think it's done. I think we're done with this. Like, we can start talking again. Mm -mm. Said sister doesn't wink at me right? You'd think so after this pattern of winking. Doesn't give me a wink. She actually, she gives me the biggest glare. Like, don't look at me. Don't call my name in the union. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. So I was like, okay, God, fucked up there, right? Like, that's going to be an issue. Walk out of the union, see my future big, who then gives me a wink. I'm like, you guys are sending me mixed signals already. And I, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, so the next day, they tell you to pretty much stay in your in your dorm room or your apartment, wherever you're living. They, they tell you to stay there for a certain amount of time. I think it's from like 12 to 5 or something, or like 9 to 5. I don't think it was 9 to 5. That's excessive. It must have been like 12 to 5. I remember it was something to 5. So 
I'm nervous. You know, if you didn't get your, your bid by five, that pretty much meant that like you're not getting one, you're not getting one at all, which is kind of sad, but it happened. It happened. So honestly, I was nervous because you don't ever know. You never know. What if they're like, you know what? We decided we're not. We're going to actually vote no for her. Like, we don't like her that much, even though they suck around, right? They suck around for me. But anyway, so, so nervous, so nervous. So they, I'm waiting in my suite. So I'm by myself because, again, my roommate's gone. Six of us, five of us live in a, in, a, in a suite, but one of my roommates was on the swim team. The other roommate was also about to pledge, so she must have been somewhere. I was just chilling. My roommate was already at the house, obviously doing house things, like getting ready for bid day. So I'm just by myself. Can't leave my suite. Just chilling. Twirling thumbs, not knowing really like what to do. <laughs> I'm laughing. I'm laughing. I'm just laughing to myself. So wait, let's back up. You're like, wait, wait, wait. So how did your roommate pledge before you? So same grade, right? But she had grades. Unfortunately, I don't know how grades to pledge in the spring. I had grades only for the fall. So I got my grades up and the girls in the house were like, listen, first get your grades up. That's first and foremost. You're at school. You're here for a reason. You know, you're here getting an education. Like your social life comes after. Second, please keep like, stay in touch with us over the summer like we want you to keep coming out with us in the fall especially in the spring they really really rushed me hard but it was just like get your grades up and then we'll give you know we'll go through all that so obviously went through all that got my grades up so i pledged in the fall didn't pledge in the spring which was a lot better weather wise so flash forward to bid day nerves are flying you know am i gonna get a bid am i not and like looking back now after watching Bama Rush, I could totally, totally, totally see essentially why these girls were so nervous, why they cried if they didn't get a bid. I mean, for some girls, this just kind of like make or break their life, especially in the University of Alabama. The connections with alumni and just philanthropy and careers and that's kind of what you wanted in the end goal when you were done with grad, you know, graduating from school. So being, having alumni connections and being part of a top tier, like obviously some people, that's their dream. Like that's what they want. So for me, again, had to be in my suite until five, you know, 5 p.m. So I'm just chilling. I got ready, to be honest with you. I got ready just in case I got a bid. And if I didn't, I knew one of my suite mates would be home at some point and we would just go out and celebrate not getting a bid. <laughs> so it was win-win, either or. 445 rolls around and I hear like commotion kind of happening like in the hallway I'm too afraid to look through the, the keyhole like the little uh eye eye hole thing so I just freeze in like our little common area and I, I then see a little bid get slid under my sweet door and I'm like oh my god I got it I got it I got it Right, I got nervous. And I was like, please be at the union by 5 o'clock. I'm like, it's 4.45. You bitches. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so I finished getting ready, obviously. Book it to the union. And then from that day forward, I was just so excited. I mean, pledging wasn't fun. Um, Never a fun time. But for me, my first day of pledging, or like my bin day, I obviously found out my PM. And then I found out my big. So... 
it was just a great having that support system like already there like the first day so and I locked out because the people that I ultimately wanted as my PMA big I pretty much got so like it was just really nice that they all waited and everything just like worked out you know perfectly I would have to say so I don't regret it I don't regret pledging I don't regret rushing I never second guessed my decision to do either or and I never just second guessed the, the house that I decided to pledge um yeah a lot of the other houses were really really cool and like the girls were really really nice and I did have a lot of friends in other houses but something about the, the house I pledged we just all were on the same page about a lot of things like we all kind of looked different but we all had the same mindset and we all clicked and that's kind of why I decided to pledge that I did um decided to pledge the house that I did and if you listen to one of my uh past episodes of the top 10 reasons why I decided to move up to the capital regions four of the five sorority sisters that I'm the closest with live up here so it made again the move up here a lot easier having those people and that's also why I moved up here because I didn't really have a lot of friends in high school I didn't really I had friends in high school let me rephrase that I wasn't like a loser <clears throat> I had friends I just didn't stay in touch with them after so the people that I met in college are the people that I ended up staying close with because I don't know if you just grow up I feel like you're 18 to your 20 21s 22s is weird wild wild time so I feel like having those girls have my back was really really nice so um maybe you're wondering why I decided to rush pledge and join Greek life there are so many positive reasons why I decided to join and rush and do do the do everything first it's empowerment it's there's something about seeing and it's overwhelming but there's something about seeing 50 girls 30 girls this spring the same matters essentially a cult like going back to the beginning of the episode but there's something empowering about that or powering about empowering is it empower empowerment well i thought that's positive anyway next thing you have a strong connection to alumni um moving up here if you need a job like there's always posts happening on our alumni page seriously anything and it could just be like sending prayers or like I just retired or like you know my family just decided to put their house up for Airbnb whatever it is whatever it is you name it there's something on that wall or on that uh in that in that group and it's great because you can see what people are doing like I think that's having a great strong connection to alumni being so far away from my family and my friends well the (laughs) funny (laughs) so my family I guess and the friends that I did decide to stay in touch with somewhat in college but not so much after um I didn't really have a lot of people around me so it was nice having a support system that was there for me emotionally mentally you know if I needed someone to talk to there was literally somebody in the house that I could always talk to like even if it's about school or whatever it was there was someone always there to have that that support emotionally emotionally and mentally responsibility um, there are positions on the e-board. This e-board is called executive board. So that's essentially where you have your president, you have your vice president, secretary, um, fundraiser. There's PM is on there. Uh, it's 
not called financial treasurer. I couldn't even think of it. But you have all those people that are essentially running the house to make it a functional organization and having responsibility of having e-board positions. So my first semester or second semester that once we were initiated, I was on AGC. So AGC is called All Green Council. So I was one of the reps. I was a rep for the house, go to the meetings, report back, go back and forth and type of thing. And I loved it. I wanted to be a part of the entire Greek community as a whole. There is inner sorority council, but I just felt that was just too, too not what I wanted. So AGC rep, after that, a couple of semesters go by, then I ran for like vice president, got that, then I got like academic advisor, don't know how, I think it was by like default. Not that I wasn't smart, but like I think it was just by like default. So like had some really great positions, like responsibility, you're learning like business, you know, where you're learning, okay, like we have X amount of money in the bank, like we need this amount of money to run the house, like this is broken, you know, like this person hasn't paid their dues, like whatever it is, like you're learning to run a function, a, a, a function, a, a business, essentially an organization. So, you know, you have your AR, you have your AP, you got your CEO, your CFO, whatever you want to call it, same thing. You're managing relationships. It could be your relationship with each other in the house. It could be maybe relationships with friends outside of your house that were in other houses. Or it could be relationships with the school. Because that was something that was really, really important. We always wanted to make sure that we represented ourselves and like also the school in a positive way. So ma- managing and maintaining all those relationships in, part of, in positive manner. Um, learning study study schools study skills <clears throat> going to the library making sure you know your sisters are going to class just making sure i took a lot of classes with my sisters to be honest with you it made learning and studying a lot easier because you had someone to study with especially like people who were like art majors i would take the art classes with them or like people who were like in business, whatever it was, whatever it was, if I needed it to graduate, I just took it with them because it just also made it easier. Like, oh, like sometimes you really just like didn't want to go to class, but you then like, you're like, no, Sabrina, you got to get up. Like if I'm going, you're going. And then it's like, oh, okay, right. but yeah, no, so just like have that. Um, I learned a great deal about time management. You'd be surprised what you can get done in a half an hour by yourself. I wrote a five page paper sitting in one of my sort of sister's rooms. I just kind of can't, you know, walked in. I was like, yo, so-and-so like, I have a paper to write. Can I just like sit here? Cause I know if I sit in my room, I'm not gonna do it. I'm like, I don't want to walk to the library. It's not gonna take me that long. I'm like, can I just sit here? And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, I'm gonna be in and out real quick like if like whatever she's like if by the time like whatever she's like you think that you'll be done by the time that you then I, that um i have to leave i was like if not then i'll just get up and finish it somewhere else 20 minutes go by she's like okay sass because they called me sass and my story she's like sass I, I need to leave like are you good here like you can stay here and finish your paper and i was like yeah, yeah, yeah. i can't leave this like i'm in depth like gonna finish it i'll i'll leave i'll shut your door on the way out done so, like, seriously, like, you, you think that you'd have that somewhere else? I don't think so. I don't think so. And I got, like, an A in that paper. So thank you to said sorority sister for allowing me to write my five-page paper. 
in your room while you were not there um also living in the house was really really fun so like once you would hear that front door slam shut like you got used to people's footsteps or like their breathing or like their body behaviors like so you can kind of tell who was coming up the stairs um I lived in one room I had a ceiling fan so every time I turned the ceiling fan on the person above me knew I was home which was great but you know it's so, like you just got used to like who was around you and was like oh my god someone's all down like let's go bother him I'm like so this person's where are they are they in the kitchen like let's go hide behind some doors and like scare him <laughs> well that's what I would do people like, can you not can you not but whatever so like anyway what else what else it was just always something going on somebody to hang out with whether you wanted to get dinner or lunch watch country music countdown get your nails done go to like the Messina mall which was the closest mall to us there's always just like somebody to hang out with that's why I really really why I joined um being in a sorority oh also we would just like hang out on our front porch because we had a swinging a swing just watch the Amish people go by in their carriages car- carriages as their horses would poop you know just go on right by hear the clinkling the horses on the on the street which was really really fun we would we would also um sit on our porch and tell people like do a wheelie you know, like what the if the kids would if the neighborhood kids would drive by on their bicycles, like do wheels, you're really like stupid stuff, or we'd even like pregame to Jersey Shore like before a function, like always something to do, just always something to do, always somebody to hang out with, like you never really had to do anything by yourself if you didn't want to, and if you I guess weren't hang out with your sorority sisters, you know, doing whatever, we would also do, or even if you weren't doing like um events for the school you know you weren't doing really for life you weren't doing a town cleanup you also were and you weren't in class you also had like house projects so I feel like you were constantly doing something and when I say house projects like you would mow the lawn or you would maybe clean up any debris that's around the house like trash because people were just not nice um paint the porch maybe you were assigned to do like one of the bathrooms or one of the the house one of the rooms in the house that needed like you know like such and such cleaning whatever it was like and also like that taught you pride that taught you to like be pride of like where you're living like where you're sleeping like what you're doing you know if anybody decided that they wanted to take a tour which we were not museums people and not you just like go and like knock on someone's door but like if whatever it was like you just want to have pride in your house and take care of it and also especially in the fall time we would do a huge fall time like fall time cleaning because people would stay in over the summer like no one really like maintain it didn't really have to there weren't no laws you know no no laws when you drink on the claws but there's no laws in the summertime so and then we would do like one big cleaning like in the spring like right before we left so like we did like big bulks like in every semester we do at least like at least two to three major cleanings but like you got to have pride in your house like you took care of it you know so when you weren't going to school you weren't going to class you weren't at an event for school um you weren't doing some type of community thing or you anything else you were doing your own house cleaning so i feel like you were we were constantly going 
24-7. And that's another reason why I want not to join the house is because not just because of the social aspect of having friends and having a group of girls that support you, but also because I wanted to be involved in school. I didn't just want to be some girl that sat in the back of the of the lecture hall and just got her degree and didn't do anything with her time. Like I wanted to make my time valuable in a, in a social atmosphere. And I didn't go there for athletes, for it to be an athlete. I didn't play sports. So I was like, all right, Greek life, next best thing, you know? But yeah, if you do decide that you are going to join um, a sorority or fraternity, just always remember that pledging is the most fun that you will never want to have again. I say that with a heavy, strong heart. It's a lot of fun, but you read that I don't ever want to do it again. I had a lot of fun doing pledging. It was me and three other girls, and from the time that you get your bid to the time that you get in, you're essentially with your pledge class for 24-7, so you get to know a lot of people. For me, even though I grew up on Long Island, it was still a culture shock going up to a school where there was like 8,000 people on campus. That's really, really small for a a SUNY school. Um, but it was a huge eye-opener for me. I got to learn about other people that maybe they didn't come from the city area. Maybe they lived upstate in a rural area and they didn't have cell phone service. And like that was the norm for them, you know? So it really was just was an eye-opener. And I'm glad that I was able to experience things. Um, I can't really go into much detail about pledging. Um, obviously, every house has their rules, has their own program. Um, but just to the girls at University of Albany, uh, I'm sorry, uni- the University of Alabama, how do you address 70 plus girls in under five minutes? Just asking for a fellow story to go. Can anybody, anybody give me suggestions? Not like so much me suggestions, but I'm wondering how did you guys do it? Or is just that not part of your requirements? Just curious to know. Wanting to know. Um, yeah, so not only do I talk to, again, a handful of girls from my current, you know, from my house right now, I also have friends that are in other sororities. So it's also okay to have friends in other houses. Where I, I went to school, we were a very, very tight-knit community. You know, we all had each other's backs you all support each other. Obviously, there's a lot of pros with that. Everybody knows, but there's also cons. So everything has their share of things. So like everybody knows everybody. Everybody knows your business. Everybody knows your name and what house you're in. And people, everyone more or less knows who you're hooking up with or who you're dating. Small community but like also you know has its pros because again like has your back no matter what type of thing you, or you like to think that and even if the community doesn't have your back your house should have your back but it's also really nice to have other friends in other houses because you could also relate to them you could have lunch with them be like you know we're experiencing these types of issues did your house experience that or you know like even maybe not talk about house issues and just get away from that and just kind of get away from all of that so it's also nice to have outlets in other houses I have to say but in terms of Greek row because they did they did show like a Greek row in the Bama Rush 
their houses are freaking huge by the way I, I like i would love to have a tour of that like i'd love to be a fly on a wall in one of those houses but we didn't really have like a greek row because a lot of our houses were spread out so like we had one street that had a handful of houses and i say like five or six then like another street had like another four or five then like another street had another four or five so i would say like we were like a greek circle essentially because it was a radius type of thing not so much like a row um that's just me can't speak about any other house but i thought it was perfect for a small upstate school to be completely honest with you because like i don't know it just worked out really well just worked out really well i have to say so real quickly my house was actually really really cute so there were four full bathrooms uh, 11 rooms one room could have been pushed to be a room like we pushed it in a couple of semesters but essentially it's a walk-in closet it's a walk-in closet that has like two other closets in it like some girl we some girls that live back there she really jazzed it up but like i never voted to have that room no 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 but yeah so 11 and a half we'll go with 11 and a half some rooms had doubles like at one point we had so many girls that wanted to live in the house that like we had to double up on rooms i don't think that's like fire us uh fire um proof like a, a agreed approved i don't think that that's i don't think that's allowed but we made it work you know whatever also one of the rooms turns out one of the rooms that i decided to have um didn't really have an exit so it was a walkthrough so you had to walk through one room that had a door and just a window walk through another room like walk through a door and then it was my room and that room had two windows one window was busted couldn't open it up and then the other one worked but god forbid there was a fire i was going out of that window jumping out of it and probably jumping into the well that was there or some type of hole that was below the window i don't know i think they definitely covered up that hole but for the town fire inspection because that definitely wasn't legal we had to move my bed into the front room and then move my with my pledge sister living in the front room move her futon to the back room to make it look like okay like yeah like two girls are living and sleeping in the front room and then the back is like their hangout don't ask us how but we passed we passed made it work and then the next right after we found out that we passed we moved the beds right back so like listen listen town of Kind of where I went to school. Don't, uh, don't do more research into that. This was like 10 years ago, too. Yeah, I'm pretty sure those records are now, uh, probably shredded. Anyway, let's be passed. That's all that mattered. So I have to say, also, the location of where my sorority was, it was very close to campus. Close enough to campus, but like far enough away from campus, meaning like I had to walk through a driveway, cross over a street, walk down one more street crossover like uh like crossover one street and there was campus so it was pretty nice walk winter time really wasn't that nice because like it's kind of icy kind of like a like a like a uh there's an ice rink there's an ice rink and i didn't have ice skates i don't like ice skating but made it work somehow made it work definitely a hot mess express but you just really had to glide your way um so yeah walking distance from campus and then also like walking distance down from like downtown 
you can literally walk everywhere did not have to have a bus you didn't really have to have a car i mean it was nice to have a car in the winter time for sure but other than that you can pretty much walk everywhere which i really really liked but so i have to say we are gonna wrap it up we'll wrap it up real quick well appreciate everybody listening to this episode um if you know somebody that is going to college next year or maybe they're wanting to rush I I mean I I wouldn't really recommend watching Bama Rush because that's just like next level rushing but um definitely have just get your name out there if you're interested do it like you never know you never know so appreciate everyone listening to this episode um if you think I missed something and you want maybe to go back touch up on something maybe talk more about my experience with Greek life whatever it is message me on Instagram make sure that you're following me on any podcast platform that you're listening to me on and most importantly following me on the Instagram it's all at Sprina I'm sorry at spelling the T with Sprina and I hope that you all will listen to the next episode of Spelling the Tea with Sabrina. Bye, guys.